Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all of your support. At MyPillow, we not only have pillows, but we have hundreds of products, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We're offering the best gifts ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have this exclusive offer on the standard size My Pillows, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. We also have the queen size My Pillows, regularly $79.98, now only $24.98 with your promo code. And we have the king size, regularly $89.98, now only $29.98 with your promo code. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code RENEGADE or call 800-889-6817 to receive this exclusive offer. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. Though you may not realize that the ongoing threat of terrorism is affecting your life and that of your loved ones. Each week, Dr. Carroll analyzes the hottest topics in terror and helps you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Is ISIS behind the rise in school shootings? Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carroll, a psychiatrist, and you are a terrorist therapist. Yes, is ISIS behind the rise in school shootings? Well, you will hear... Why I am making this outlandish remark by the end of this show. Uh, first, we're going to talk about the rise in school shootings. Um, you know, ever since the November 30th, 2021, uh, shooting by Ethan Crumbly in Michigan, the Oxford High School shooting, which I talked about in my last, um, podcast. Uh so do if you if you missed that, do do check that out and uh for more details about that particular school shooting because I'm not going to get into that in detail again today, but I'm going to talk about what has happened since then in terms of it spawning other school wannabe school shooters. There has not been yet, at least at the time that I'm recording this there has not been an actual school shooting since Ethan Crumbly, but uh, there have been an unbelievable number of wannabe school shooters um, who have been arrested and charged with terrorism. And, um, you know, these these threats narrowly averted. So first I'm going to tell you about that. Then in the second uh, segment, I'm going to tell you, talk about why. Why is all this happening? And then last but not least, in the third segment, I'm going to talk to you about um, this whole question of what is terrorism? Is terrorism just something caused by radical Islamists? Is terrorism something caused by school shooters, looters, rioters? What is the definition? What, what, what does it, how does it serve us best to have uh, a particular definition of terrorism? So, Let's start with this rise in school shooters, school um, wannabe school shooters, uh, that have happened since Ethan Crumbly. Now, it always happens that after there's a school shooting, 
are after there's a particular kind of crime, notably a violent crime, um, there are copycats. People see uh, how much attention this first person got, and they want to um, they want the same. They want attention for themselves, and it seems cool, <laughs> you know. And um, so, for various reasons, we have now had a state. And, and my prediction is, by the way, here you have heard it here first. Uh, my prediction is, actually, I've been I've been saying this um, since, particularly since Ethan Crumley, that there will be. And before I knew about these other <laughs> wannabe school shooters, there will be an increase in school shooters over the next year at least and we're going to get into why that is but um you know it's i it, it is a little shocking to see how quickly uh there have been these copycats again wannabes okay so i'm going to talk to you about three instances three states where there have been these instances of these wannabe school shooters who have been caught and arrested and charged with terrorism and um these the states are Michigan, of course. That's uh, the one that has the predominant number of copycats. Then Pennsylvania, and then Tennessee. It's all over the U.S. And I'm sure there uh, will be more, hopefully, of wannabes that will be caught, not of actual. I mean, not all of them will be caught. Just like not all terrorists get caught before before the act. Okay, so let's start with Michigan. In, from Flint, Michigan, um, there have been seven local middle school and high school students that have been charged after they made threats to shoot up schools. So they're talking about seven. <laughs> um, and they're charged with the uh, crime of false report or threat of terrorism. Um, then some of, the, some of the students also are facing charges of using a computer to commit a crime and intentional threat to commit an act of violence against a, against a school. So now in in uh, Michigan, uh, again, that's where the first the, the uh, school shooter, Ethan Crumbly, was charged with terrorism. In Michigan, every state has different rules. Uh, there is no federal rule or law against terrorism per se, but different states have different rules in regard to terrorism. So in Michigan, you know, that's why uh, Ethan Crumbly was charged with terrorism because they, their laws do allow that for what he did. Um, so they, in Michigan, the terrorism and computer charges each carry a potential sentence of up to 20 years in prison. So these kids who are who are making these threats didn't even shoot anybody. Uh, could face 20 years in prison. So, and, and other shocking things, the first student, the first copycat in Michigan was a girl. <laughs> there are other girls, too. I mean, it shouldn't be that shocking since um, <laughs> girls have gotten their, um, become equal or not not 100% equal, but have gotten to be, um, to make up a greater percentage of people in prison, of adults in prison, women have been making up a greater percentage than they did before. So in each year, women make up an increasingly greater percentage. So in a way, it's not a shock that uh, the school shooters would start to be girls. So this is a girl who is 17 years old, 
from Flint Southwestern Classical Academy, which sounds kind of fancy. <laughs> and uh, she was charged after making a rap video. And she said in this rap video, some of the lyrics were, she was going to shoot up a school, quote, like Oxford, unquote. And since that time, so that was the first in Michigan, this, since that time, there have been six others who have been charged. Most involve threats on social media or verbal threats. Um, and then there are six other incidents that are still being investigated. So since the November 30th shooting at Oxford by Ethan Crumbly, there have been vague threats, many vague threats to flooding social media, copycat threats. Um, but the authorities are taking these threats almost as seriously as really someone going through with it and shooting up a school. Now, another area in Genesee County, Michigan, um, a 12, two 12 year old girls, 12 years old, um, are now accused, were arrested, and because of making threats to Bendel schools and, um, Armstrong Middle School. And they made a threat on Friday, December 3rd, and they said that a shooting was going to happen on Monday, December 6th. So they um, they received these threats through a voicemail. Um, the police department did. And then pa parents were contacted, and classes continued through the day, but they made additional precautions, such as securing the doors, and barring visitors. So these two 12-year-old female Bengal students made the threats. Um, they, the authorities decided or determined that there were no uh, way, no, there was no known way for them to carry out the threats. Uh, the authorities said, quote, the students made the threats because they thought it was funny and wanted the schools to close. Um, but even though they, they, they didn't have the ability to carry out the threats, at least so far, that they've determined, um, they did terrorize and instill fear across two communities. So both of the girls were taken into custody, and they're at the juvenile detention center pending charges. charges. Um, overreaction? Well, clearly these girls need help. <laughs> All right, then another one in Michigan, another example. In Owasso, uh, a former Owasso student faces terrorism charge for threatening to shoot up high school. Um, he, This is a boy. He has been formally charged after threatening on social media to shoot up a school. He faces felony charges of false report or threat of terrorism, for a threat made over social media regarding Owasso High School. And he did this on uh, Saturday, December 4th. So we have December 3rd, December 4th. I mean, you know, these are all, uh, and the ones, the other ones were before that, some of them. So these are all threats right after the November 30th Oxford real school shooting. Uh, and this, this boy also threatened that the shooting would occur on Monday, December 6th. So um, the Owasso Police Department 
got several reports of a social media post from this boy, these threats. And um, in fact, they have been investigating several threats made towards local schools in the past week. And they're planning, you know, they've they've been investigating and they will they will um, arrest them and 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 uh, make charges for some of them. Now, Pennsylvania. Okay, so that was Michigan. Now we go to Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Um, there are there were two teens charged in a trespassing case. Who were planning, who were in the planning stage of a school shooting. In other words, these two students, um, Logan Pringle and Preston Heinball, uh, Logan was 17 and Preston was 16, and they um, were thought to be in the planning stage of a school shooting, the school being Westmont Hilltop High School. And um, they were found trespassing. But um, it seems as though they were not just uh, idly trespassing, but particularly looking, um, casing the school for how to commit their attack. They've been charged as adults with multiple felonies, including conspiracy to commit terrorism. And uh, the two guys are kind of interesting. Um, Pringle... um, he gained access to the school. He has been, he had been told never to come to that school before, uh, but he got in the school because Heinbau, let me um, let me just it's easier. Preston Heinbau um, opened the door. He let him in through the front door. Very very um, good security there. They said he couldn't come into the school, but then his friend lets him in the front door. Uh, no staff noticed. And surveillance video shows the two of them wandering the halls of the school and looking at the camera location. So they were looking to see where they would be caught on surveillance camera cameras if they came back and did a school shooting, which indeed it does seem like they were planning. So Pringle um, told the police, quote, that, that he, quote, didn't think it would be that easy to get back into the school. And then he left the building through a side door near the gym because he didn't want to get caught. Pringle, who's 17 years old, was not allowed to be on Westmont School property because he had made a prior threat. He had threatened to shoot up the school, and he was expelled. But that didn't stop him. Now we have um, Heinbaum, Preston Heinbaum. Uh, and I will stop here and get join Preston, rejoin Preston when we come back. And then we uh, have Tennessee to go to, and then we're going to get to the um, the answer to the question of why and the question of what is terrorism. So stay tuned. You've been listening to the Terrorist Starfish Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Stay tuned, and she'll be right back with more analysis of this week's hottest topic in terror. Now back to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show where we're talking about is ISIS behind the rise in school shootings? And I started out by giving you examples of the rise in at least wannabe school shootings that, that have happened since the November 30th real school shooting 
in Michigan. And so a lot of these are copycats. A lot of these, you know, people might well have um, planned to uh, shoot up their school, even if Ethan Crumbly hadn't done that for his. Um, so let's see. Um, I was talking about the school in Pennsylvania where Logan Pringle and Preston Heimbaugh, um were caught uh, walking around the school in a, in a planned, checking out the school, casing it for their future planned uh, school shooting. So um, Preston it, um, was, they, they got a search warrant for their homes, and um, in, in Preston, Heimbaugh's home, they found, at first they found an AR-15 style firearm, and he admitted to possessing the weapon without his parents' knowledge. Then they got another um, uh, warrant, and they came back, and they found more guns. They found um, uh, a total of five AR-15 guns, plus um, ammunition, additional ammunition, and so on. And uh, he had access and control to at least two of the weapons at different points in time. So he had a whole stock of um, of weapons. And um, uh, he, Preston had said he blamed, um, <laughs> he blamed Pringle. He said Pringle was obsessed with guns and had previously made firearm parts while attending a local vocational school. Nothing like learning how to make firearm parts in vocational school, right? But Heimbaugh, who's the one who um, has this whole stock or stack of, of guns, um, is blaming is blaming Pringle. Anyhow, fortunately, they they caught them both, and they're both caught uh, charged with conspiracy to commit terrorism, along with other charges, and they were taken into custody. Last but not least, in my set of examples, is a school in Tennessee in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Three juveniles were charged with terrorism after making social media threats at Oak Ridge High School. Um, this is this is just December 6th. Um, you know, they're all, everybody was on the same uh, wavelength. Um, there were two separate hoaxes. There were two students who were connected to a social media sh shooting threat they made on Monday, December 6th for Oak Ridge High School, and it caused the school to go on lockdown. And then a third student, a separate student, was responsible for a separate threat to the high school made on Tuesday night. So um, the school went on lockdown, and these three juveniles were charged with terrorism as well as threat of mass violence on school property and false report. And two of them were um, also charged with conspiracy. And um, uh, let's see. So the the Oak Ridge this is good. The Oak Ridge School sent out a message to all families saying the actions of the three students caused major disruption to school with the intent to create fear and cause school closures. They said, um, the positive news is that none of these students had access to weapons, nor did they have plans to harm students or staff. Their sole purpose was to disrupt classes, create fear, 
and cause a school closure. Well, now terrorists, radical Islamist terrorists, want to cause fear and um, terror, but they want to do it for Allah, not just to have fun, not just to create fear or terror. That is not the point of terrorists. They they try to, <laughs> of, of radical Islamist terrorists, they are doing it because they are driven by this um, religious philosophy, this misinterpreted religious philosophy. So they're saying that uh, the school district is saying that because of the mental anguish caused by these incidents, that's why they're charging them with terrorism. Okay, so now let's go to the second part of this, which is the why. Um, And also it relates to uh, ISIS. So why? Why are there school shootings in general? Um, In the prior podcast, I talked about how Ethan Crumbly was the uh, poster child or perfectly fit the profile of um, a school shooter. And um, some of this has to do with uh, parents who are abusive or neglectful, um, a child with psychological problems who either didn't get any treatment or got insufficient treatment, also learning problems, also they were victims of bullying, um, and uh, they were obsessed with video games. All the major school shooters that we know about um, have been obsessed with violent video games. Now, there is also um, the pandemic plays a big role in this, an added role, um, because not going to school to the extent that kids were, were in lockdown and or not allowed to go to school even after some lockdowns, um, school is somewhat normalizing. It gets them into a routine that they're not in, that, you know, they're, they're held to a responsibility, which they're not held to when they're just learning by Zoom. No one is standing over their shoulder, even though parents should be. But for the most part, no one is standing over their shoulder making sure they're even paying attention to the Zoom, no less doing all their homework. And so school is normalizing in, in the sense of getting them, into this, getting them into this routine, giving them tasks to do. And that schools also uh, will often detect abuse that's happening at home and report it and get the kids help. Not enough. <laughs> Of the time, but certainly they save some kids. Uh, it's a little over, it's gotten a little overwhelming. Um, you know, teachers aren't supposed to, it's not the, it's not really their responsibility, it's the parents' responsibility. Um, socialization, schools, being in school brings socialization with friends and sports, all of these outlets for kids. So not having that what have caused kids, I mean, the key thing is when they don't have all these other things to do, they're at home playing violent video games. And that is the key to why there's going to be more school shootings, actual shootings, not just wannabes, in the future because of all the hours. Now, I know, you know, I have been um, I have been talking about violent media for years and uh, gone up against the violent video game makers and testified before Congress three times about the violent, how violent media causes violence. And I'm not the only one who knows this. I mean, there have been research studies done for decades um, and uh, that show that the more hours of media violence that you consume, whether it's television or movies or particularly video games, 
because you get involved in actually the shooting or the knifing or whatever the violence is. Um, and so, uh, and I have been attacked by, by gamers. Um, uh, my, my, uh, my Amazon, I've been Amazon bombed, it's called. My Amazon books, my books on Amazon have been, uh, given bad reviews before the people could have even gotten the books. Um, and, and I just found out just recently that I've also been, what do you call it, uh, um, bombed, so to speak, um, on Wikipedia. I just discovered that there's a whole paragraph. I, I'm going to have to deal with this, but haven't been able to have the time to do it yet. But there's a whole extra paragraph uh, bombing me on Wikipedia. So anyhow, so even though even though it is a great peril, uh, literally great peril, because uh, uh, sometimes I get emails from some gamers saying, "Yes, we believe that violence causes that video violent video games cause violence uh, and cause rape." Uh, so come to my house and we will rape you or kill you or various other kinds of lovely violent um, scenarios. In any case, I'm not going to stop talking about it because it is true and because I am concerned about this increase in violence, not only in America, but it has spread to the whole world, the, our exporting of these violent video games. And other countries export them as well, like China. Hmm, what a coincidence, the same country that brought you the Wuhan virus. Um, okay, getting back <laughs> to school shooters. So, so these are some of the reasons um, why we have school shooters. Interestingly, there are some parallels. The UK has just put out a report about how the number, it's, they have a record number of children in Britain arrested over terror offenses. So it's in parallel, and they talk about how this is related to the lockdown. Um, they, the, the pandemic-related school closures, um, because of the schools normalized not being available to kids to normalize behavior, and um, and also loneliness. They talk about the loneliness because of lockdowns. I mean, we're having the same thing, and the fact that in this lo- loneliness, kids turn to um, online. And they are able to read extremist material. They're talking about the real terrorists in the UK. They're talking about, they're not, in this particular study, they're talking about real terrorists. Kids, more kids have been arrested over real terror offenses. I want to make that clear. I'm not talking about school shootings in regard to, uh, to the UK. This is about terrorists. And I'm saying that there is a parallel between the increase in kids who are becoming, um, radicalized online to the increase in American kids who are becoming radicalized, so to speak, by violent, uh, not radicalized to become terrorist. Well, let me try to make this clear. Not radicalized to become radical Islamist terrorists, although that is certainly happening too. But, um, but there's a parallel between school shooters becoming violent because of, of all the hours of violent, um, media, violent video games and so on. And there's, it's in parallel to kids becoming radicalized, really radicalized to become terrorists. I mean, the irony or the difficulty in explaining this comes from the fact that the school shooters are being called terrorists. But anyhow, here we, here we go with, um, uh, I'm going to give you a little tease now about what we're going to be talking about next and how I relate this too is ISIS behind the rise in school shootings. 
there is overlap. I mean, the reason why it's a little hard to, to explain so clearly is because there is overlap, not just because kids are being called, school shooters are being called terrorists or being charged with terrorism offenses, but because violence, um, uh, because there is a mixture online of both radical Islamist propaganda that kids, not only in the UK, but all over the world, including in America, are spending time, have been spending time um, watching and um, have been affected by, and we're going to, we haven't, we're going to be seeing the results of that. But in the meantime, people, there, the uh, ISIS and Al-Qaeda and the Taliban have been seeing, have been, this has been a heyday for them for recruiting t- real terrorists now. <laughs> real terrorists um, who who have come to the Middle East or who have are planning attacks here uh, or in Western Europe um, and now the connection is ISIS behind the rise in school shootings going back to that I'm going to be talking to you next about TikTok ISIS is using TikTok to recruit young suicide bombers in a bid to carry out Christmas attacks. Bum, bum, bum. Not really, this is not uh, not funny. Um, in fact, this actually came out before um, the Oxford High School shooting in Michigan. This uh, report came out in November because they have they, I mean, this happens every year where the terrorist organizations try to recruit, especially before Christmas and New Year's, uh, the holidays, um, yeah, to get to make terror attacks. So when we come back, I will tell you about TikTok and terrorism and also get into what is terrorism? Should we be calling what these school shooters are doing or planning on doing terrorism? So stay tuned. You've been listening to The Terrorist Starfish Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Stay tuned and she'll be right back with more analysis of this week's hottest topic in terror. Now back to The Terrorist Starfish Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Welcome back to The Terrorist Starfish Show where we're talking about is ISIS behind the rise in school shootings? Now, um... I promised you TikTok. Okay. So, now, well, let me tell you, first of all, about what's happening on TikTok, and then we can look at this very um, sort of muddy issue, this very uh, confusing issue. Um, Are the kids the same kids who would be inspired by what's happening on TikTok? Are those the same kids who would shoot up a school? Does the violence of video games overlap? With TikTok or overlap with other overlap overlap with other propaganda from um, terrorist organizations like ISIS. Uh, well, let me let me start with with TikTok. Okay, so there has been a recent investigation. This is, came out, as I said, in November, um, where there are dozens of accounts on TikTok posting ISIS propaganda and inciting hatred against non-Muslims. 
So, and this, uh, at least one of the accounts has been operating for 18 months. I mean, there are always these accounts. You know, TikTok, of course, hurry up. You know, they try to deny that they're doing anything bad. But and remember, who owns TikTok? The communist China. Um, okay, so there are a lot of bad things happening on TikTok. But right now we're talking about terrorism. Okay, so um, one of the videos that were posted um, in uh, on TikTok urges supporters to launch mass casualty terrorist events during the Christmas holidays. I mean, that's basically what all of them, but the one that they're talking about here, I'll describe in more detail, but really all that's what all of them uh, connected to, to the holidays are doing. So one of them has a moody background, and moody background sounds, and they describe by, they start by describing Christmas as, quote, the celebration of the non-Muslims and crusaders. Quote, they do not believe in Allah and they make fun of the sacred. They are shaitan, which means devil, slaves. They are slaves of the devil. If you, uh, if you don't believe in Islam, you're slaves of the devil. So the people who believe in any case in Christmas are slaves of the devil. So they have scenes of Christmas markets and celebrations and then there's a narrator who says, prepare yourself, O soldier of Allah, to shed the, blo- the blood of these kafar, the non-believers. It calls for people to become suicide bombers. They say, enter the, quote, enter the crowds disguised in their clothes. They tell uh, wannabe terrorists to bring hidden explosives to quote, explode it and plant panic and terror in their hearts. Um, these, the, the one example that they're talking about that's been operating for 18 months has been watched by thousands of people. Um, then there are dozens of ISIS accounts on TikTok, uh, probably even more than that, but dozens that they have found right now, um, including a woman in a burqa who posted uh, a surveillance video of buildings and structures in Germany with a caption that said, quote, may Allah accept you into paradise. What does that mean? It means may you become a suicide bomber. Um, the, the, um, the video starts with an electronic beeping noise, which is supposed to be the beep of the bomb, and then the sound of police sirens. And this woman's biography online says, quote, a lion fights for its prey until it has it and turns its enemies into its flock. So it's saying that um, the non-believers are the enemies of, um, of terrorists, but then the idea is to turn these enemies into suicide bombers, into terrorists themselves, you know, to recruit people. Um they're trying to particularly recruit impressionable young people. They call them clean skins, and they want them to carry out suicide bombings in Europe, of course, also in America. Um, there, you know, I, I did a, in a previous podcast, uh, not the last one, but in a previous one before that, I talk about the bedroom radicals. That, that which is which means the people, not just kids, but people who have been spending time in lockdown 
um, and spending a lot of time online and reading um, terrorist propaganda and who are now waiting to pounce. Um, In Italy, in Milan, they said they arrested a a 19-year-old woman. Again, more women are, this is an equal opportunity, terrorism is an equal opportunity. Well, I mean, terrorists, it's really kind of ironic um, because although terrorists, we all know, um, put women down and are, you know, kill women and do all these kinds of horrible, as we're seeing in Afghanistan, doing all these horrible things to women, on the other hand, women who want to become terrorists, they're somehow allowing them, <laughs> they're open to that. Uh, many different kinds of jobs, actually, for women, either, you know, um, on the front lines or um, in managerial positions or making babies who become terrorists and so on. Anyhow, um, so in Milan, there was, they arrested a 19-year-old woman on suspicion of involvement in international terrorism. They found on her phone that there were videos of beheadings and other material produced by ISIS. Plus, on the phone, there's a photo of a young man who is believed to have blown himself up outside Kabul airport in August, killing 183 people. That man. Um, now, TikTok, of course, <laughs> declines that they have any role in this, right, responsibility. Uh, a TikTok po- spokesperson said, Quote, TikTok's community guidelines categorically prohibit violent extremist, extremist content on the platform. We do not allow people to use our platform to threaten or incite violence or promote terrorist organizations. Any accounts found to be in violation of this will be removed immediately. Hmm. Except for the one that was on for 18 months. <laughs> okay. Now, um, now let me talk to you about the whole issue of what is terrorism um, in terms of today's, what's going on today. So we have Ethan Crumbly, who has been charged with terrorism. We have the wannabe terrorists who made threats that they were going to attack uh, schools, shoot up schools, and they've been charged with terrorism. Um, and so the question is, um, is this terrorism? It was terrifying, let's say, let's, for example, Ethan's, um, what Ethan did, what Ethan actually carried out, killing four people and injuring many others, um, is being, you know, is being called terrorism, is being charged with terrorism. But is this really putting out a fundamental misunderstanding of terrorism? Um, this is Ethan Crumbly. He is the first person to be charged um, with terror charges. Uh, it's the first school shooter, I should say, to be charged with terrorism. Um, despite the hundreds of students shot and killed in the U.S. over the last few decades, you know, with all these other school shooters haven't been charged with terror except Ethan Crumbly. And um, as I talk about in my prior uh, podcast about Ethan Crumbly, um, the prosecutor has has uh, explained why she charged him with terrorism by saying that she wanted the it wasn't just the people who were killed and injured who were damaged, but the other students 
uh, were traumatized by him. So, you know, that's one argument for it. Um, there is conflict, you know, the, uh, legal experts aren't sure about all of these different terrorism charges for school shooters. There's a lot of controversy right now. Um, but, but is this, this isn't really, even though yes, these people were terrorized, but if we start calling everybody or every incident or every perpetrator of an incident that terrorizes people, a terrorist, are we not watering down the word terrorism and taking away attention from real radical Islamist terrorists? Now, I'm certainly not in any way condoning school shooters. I mean, that is horrible. And yes, they should be punished. And yes, perhaps severely punished, especially when they kill other children. But... um is there is what happens when you call them terrorists and it's also very confusing because different states have different laws about uh terrorism in their own separate laws about it because there is no federal law about terrorism so, um so so this is a real uh conundrum <laughs> uh now the US Code talking about federal law, the U.S. Code of Federal Regulations describes terrorism as, quote, the unlawful use of force and violence against person or persons or property to intimidate or coerce a government, the civilian population, or any segment thereof in furtherance of political or social objectives. Now, these school shooters do not have any social or political objectives. They're just angry because they have had a miserable life because they've been, they've been neglected and or abused by their parents. They've been bullied. They've been, they, they've had, they're lonely. They're depressed. They may have other mental illnesses. Um, that is why they do it. Not because they, they believe in Allah or because they have any other political or social objectives. So there's no federal statute on terrorism, as I said. Now, even, um, um, you know, yes, I mean, it does, that, that's different than saying, does a school shooter create terror amongst the students, the other students, and amongst the community? Yes, of course. Um, so, and then, and then, you know, there are, there are, if you look at internationally, there are a hundred different definitions of terrorism around the world. Um, so you can really get yourself particularly confused. But I think, um, you know, Timothy, what's kind of ironic is that Timothy McVeigh, who is the most infamous domestic terrorist in American history, never faced terror charges for the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing, although he is still considered the most infamous domestic terrorist. So how's that, how's that for even confusing this more? <laughs> um, but And so why do we have to call what the school shooters do, why do we have to charge them as being terrorists? And if we do charge school shooters with terrorism, I mean, there's even more... Um, 
people who should we should be. I mean, when you look at, um, and again, I talked about this in a prior, a few a few um, podcasts ago. I did a whole podcast on calling PTA moms domestic terrorists. That's Biden. I mean, here's the whole thing. You know, Biden is is uh, propagating the idea basically not only calling uh, PTA moms that was that was recent but really he's been calling anybody um, and he has been promoting this to call anybody who disagrees with his uh, political ideas terror domestic terrorists so we have a whole problem I mean school shooters is just now another category of quote unquote domestic terrorists um, where you know and, and the point of that, is well, there are a number of points, but but ba- the main point is to is to distract from radical Islamists, um, and, because, and we are dropping our guard. And with Afghanistan becoming a hotbed for ter- all kinds of terrorists, the Taliban and ISIS and Al Qaeda, and with the Afghans, who are eighty-two thousand of them, who have been brought into the United States including many jihadists amongst them because they weren't vetted, this is not a time to be taking our eyes off the ball and um, pretending that, you know, that, that pretending that radical Islamists, uh, terrorists, are just as dangerous to our country as a school shooter. I mean, yes, you know, um, none of them, they're all dangerous. But it is a much wider, the scope of the problem is much wider, as we will soon see, um, than the individual school shooters. But now, what about if you're going to be expanding the, um, the word, you know, the definition of, of uh, terrorists, then what about the looters? And what about the rioters? In fact, we have um, the sheriff, the president of the National Sheriff's Association, is calling for more federal funding for law enforcement because of all of the looters. Um, this is he made this statement. Um, quote: If they can make the Harper Valley PTA mom a domestic terrorist, then why can't they determine that these roaming criminal criminal groups, retail criminal groups, are not domestic terrorists as well? and put the power of the federal government behind these individuals. So when they're caught, they face stiff penalties. And if they use a gun, that's even stiffer. They don't get bail, they stay in jail, and the penalty and the consequences would be off the chart. That would stop a lot of that activity. And right now they do get bail, (laughs) Um, and they don't stay in jail. But, you know, he makes the point for looters and or rioters. So, you know, I mean, there are a lot of things to be terrorized about in today's world, unfortunately. Um, maybe we need to call the coronavirus a terrorist. I mean, I'm bringing it to the point of absurdity to make the point that we have to be careful that, um, yes, these various other kinds of groups, not the parents, but, um, you know, the looters and the and the gangs and the... Um, the rioters are definitely um, promoting terror, um, but but we really have to, you know, we really have to keep keep things that they're not after. A, well, I mean, I guess you could argue that the rioters are trying to promote 
a uh, particular um, socio-political point, but um, so I guess we could maybe put them aside. But certainly the uh, well, even the even the looters are in a way trying to promote a certain socio-political ideal. But again, going back to school shooters, they are not. They are just kids in need of severe help um, and punishment. But do we call them terrorists? Well, thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carroll, your terrorist therapist. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and want to build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient, check out my new award-winning book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. It's the first and only book about terrorism for kids. You can find it wherever books are sold or directly from the publisher at TerrorismForKids.com. Terrorism, the number four, kids.com. I'm Dr. Carroll, your terrorist therapist. Thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show on the Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.